Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Be sure to visit primed.com podcast after the discussion for more information about today's article and to claim CME-CE credit. Madeline is a 56-year-old female who is leaving her exam room after her yearly physical exam. She stops and asks, My mammogram says I have dense breasts. Is that dangerous? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Jill Terrian, Associate Professor and Director of the Nurse Practitioner Specialties Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Thanks for coming in today, Jill. Thank you, Frank, for having me. So poor Madeline, um, I think this is becoming increasingly common. We're seeing women that have mammographic results that talk about breast density. Can you tell us a little bit about what breast density is, how it's defined, and what it means? Yes. Breast density is a classification done by the radiologist that actually reads a woman's mammogram. And what it does is it puts a rating system on it, and this is how it goes. If the woman's breast is almost entirely fat, all fat, it is a a rating of one. If it has scattered fibroglandular densities, so get a little more scattered, that's, that's a two. When you talk about breast density, the higher numbers of three and four, a three, a heterogeneous breast tissue is a three, meaning that it's scattered throughout. And number four is extremely dense, meaning that there are um, areas that could possibly possibly block the mammography readings. So Jill, thanks for explaining breast density, but what do we do when we have a, mammographic, a mammogram that says the, the tissue is dense and it recommends additional imaging? What, what, what should we tell Madeline? So in Madeline's case, um, it's going to be a discussion of base, basically on her risk factors because we know that in Madeline's case that she has mammograms over time. So that's looking at you know her yearly or whenever she had it done and comparing those results. That's the first thing. You could look at her risk factors, but what can happen is that there may be a recommendation for additional imaging that could be in the form of an ultrasound. It might be a biopsy. It could be a breast MRI based on, you know, what what is found on the reading and also in discussion with the provider and then the clinical breast exam. All right. So when someone has a dense breast tissue found on a mammogram, especially if it's significant, there's typically some next step that's recommended. Do we have any data about how effective is it to get additional imaging or ultrasounds? So there was just recently a study published that looked at detecting advanced cancer risk in relation to breast density. That's, that's it in a nutshell. It was a large cohort study women were between the ages of 40 and 74. And the main thing was they were looking at people that had routine mammography and then within a year had a diagnosis of an advanced breast cancer, meaning that a stage 2B or above. And what they tried to do is say, okay, they looked at age, they looked at breast density rating, and then they looked at the advanced cancer diagnosis. And they tried to say, they tried to look at, is this an efficient way to predict in your patients who should have supplemental imaging. And the findings were that it would take a lot of supplemental imaging to get a yield out of that. 
So doing the additional imaging uh, produced very little benefit for most of these women with, with br dense breast tissue. Correct. Um, well, okay, that's good information, but then what do we do? I mean, how do we assess Madeline's risk? There are a number of things that can be done. So you can, you know, have... you personally are going to counsel Madeline. She's asking you the question, what does it mean? And for all your patients, you want to look at their risk factors. You know, in this case, we're talking about, you know, a risk for breast cancer. So there are different calculators you can use. Um, there's the Breast Cancer Surveillance Consortium Risk Calculator, which actually was used in the study. And it looks at a history of breast cancer of the woman. It looks at their race, their age, if they've ever had biopsies done and if they were, um, you know, positive or negative. And then they also look at, you know, their breast density rating, and they put that into a calculator and then compare it to norms. So it sounds like with women with breast dense findings on a mammogram, the thing to do isn't necessarily to send them immediately for additional imaging, but to rather maybe sit down and have a patient-centered discussion, talk about their risk factors, and, and let that help guide the decision. Does that sound right? That is right, and that actually was the conclusions and relevance of this study, that breast density notification should also be combined with breast cancer risk factors, not just density, mm -hmm. because it causes a lot of anxiety. Um, you know, patients, if you have to have, you know, you have a finding on your mammogram, oh, we have to send you for an ultrasound, it is nerve-wracking. Well, it's, it's nerve-wracking, it's, it's a false positive very, very often, and that uh, that has risk with regards to anxiety. It has risk for infection. We know women who have multiple breast biopsies for reasons that are unclear have an increased risk of developing breast cancer. So uh, all this extra testing has expense and has significant morbidity, including the psychological piece. Um, I know breast biopsy, family history of uh, first-degree relative with breast cancer um, are important factors. Um, does... does um, any other female findings like menarche and menopause come into play? So, yes. When you look at the CDC calculator, they also have, you know, early menarche, which is, which is under the age of 12. And, and I believe it's long going, ongoing menopause. It, it's probably got something to do with the hormone exposure. I would think. All right. Well, um, how do you see the legislation changing? Is there going to be any change based upon this effort? So it's interesting. I, I did look it up, and I, I do think um, the American College of, of Obstetricians and Gynecologies had a committee opinion on it, um, and the Food and Drug Administration, this has been on the table, I believe, since 2012. So I don't, you know, it's hard to say. I, I Depending on what state you work in, you want to know, you know, what the mammogram mammography reports are saying, and you're obviously having patients ask you questions if it says discuss this with your provider. So, you know, it's hard to say. It's kind of like there's no uniformity in it, but I think that if you know that your patient has dense breasts and they don't bring it up, you're obviously going to bring it up when you're seeing them. Well, thanks. Thanks, Jill. It sounds like the bottom line here is when we have a dense breast finding on a mammogram, we need to bring them in and have a, a patient-centered discussion about some shared decision-making. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer, when a mammogram shows significant density to breast tissue, bring your patient in and have a shared decision-making discussion about her risk factors, which include previous breast biopsies, first-degree relative with breast cancer, 
early menarche before age 12 and menopause after 55. Join us next time when we talk about the deleterious effects of social media use in our adolescent population. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.